Kara Zorilla escapes the dying planet of Krypton. She is delayed on her way to Earth. When she gets here 24 years later, she becomes Earth's newest hero, Supergirl. Welcome to the Krypton Report, a Supergirl podcast brought to you by Southgate Media. I am your host, Tyler Patrick. You can find me at JTYPatrick on Twitter. So let's get started on what's going on today in the world of the Kryptonians. Hey, hey, welcome back, Kryptonian pals, for the next episode of The Last Daughter of Krypton. I am your host, Tyler Patrick, and we're going to get into the show today. We're going to talk about Mr. James Olsen. That's right. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. But first, let's take a moment to think of our sponsor, Southgate Media. All right, now that we've thought of that, let's get into some news. We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. So we're going to talk about what's come out in the news, and I got my pal, Mr. Mike Hedrick, back with me in the fortress today. What's going on? So, okay, first of all, this kind of kills my theory that I had, but it looks like they're casting a a body double for Superman. So, there, I guess there's going to be, there's a, the, I'm sitting here reading the CBS uh, casting call that was sent out for a male, 5'11 or taller, square jaw, should have a ripped physique. Plenty of pictures and uh, body measurements, and in the subject line, Superman. So, they've mentioned that he's going to be in the show in some point as a reference. You know, I hope he's not a character, if he's a one-off. But, I don't know, man. What are your, what are your thoughts about Superman showing up? Um, I, I think it's cool, and, and honestly, I, th- I think it's necessary. I mean, you know, I, I've said it before. Um, you know, without Superman, you don't have you know, really a lot of those characters that came from that, that, that universe. But, I, I feel that you know, it, you can show them, you know, in shadow and silhouette, you know, just a, a shot from behind, just kind of give you those glimpses that he's there. But with, you know, with already being the, you know, the Man of Steel movie that came out a couple of years ago and then DC trying to roll that out, I don't really see that there's going to be a lot of exposure of him on the show. I just feel like that's going to play into a lot of confusion. I think it's weird, like, because, you know, my initial thought was kind of this, we'll get this Supergirl amalgam-type character where maybe Supergirl is like this world's Superman where she comes first, she's here, and kind of her story is more along the lines of what Baby Cows was. But I don't know, it's going to be kind of interesting how they play it out, because this is supposed to tie to the Flash Arrowverse. There's no mention of Superman on either of those shows at all, or even Aliens. So this is going to be definitely a, a push for that universe, and this is our way into maybe later expanding upon more things. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I, I think it's interesting that they're, you know, they're doing this casting call. So if we're going to get our own Man of Steel. Um, maybe it'll be like, you. do you remember uh, a few years ago when DC had their Birds of Prey? Yes. And they had the opening, they showed the Joker, they had Batman and Catwoman, but you never really got in with those characters. And, and I mean, all the shots were all fuzzed over, too, so you couldn't really see. Yeah, so maybe we'll get something like that, but uh, we'll see. Now, there's been a lot of casting for the show this week. This one, you know, this was a character I was thinking, oh, that would be a cool character to have, but they went a completely different way. They have Clarissa, F- am I saying that? Callista Flockhart, going to be Cat Grant. That's interesting. You know, and I was thinking, I always thought of Cat Grant as the younger reporter, especially with the way she is now. Um, she's not the oversexed Cat Grant we had in the early 90s. Oh, that was terrible. You know, I always think about the horrible portrayal we had on Lois and Clark. But they got, you know, the Allie McBeal star is going to be, uh, is coming into the show, and I'm just like, okay, um, I'm pulling up the information now. 
She's going to be the boss of Kara. So, I wonder if they're going to keep her. She's going to be like an entrepreneur. And I'm just kind of like, okay. I just, I don't mind them changing some things for characters, but I don't want them to get away from who the character is. Like, Cat Ground's supposed to be a reporter. Um, and I don't know if they're going to, they're going to keep her as a reporter or are they going to do something else. I, I don't know. I just want to see what happens. I mean, if you think about the, the way they portrayed her in, in Lois and Clark, I mean, she was the, the smart reporter. She was all about the, you know, the, the, the tabloid and, and the things that, you know, were <laughs> not really important. So are, are they going to try to do that sort of thing with, with her? Are they going to, you know, try to make her editor of a, you know, the, the Inquirer or whatever it would be on the show? That would be interesting. I mean, I like the way they did her on Smallville. They made her more of this squeaky clean uh, reporter, and I thought that was so funny. They took her from one end to the other. So maybe this one will fall in uh, to a different category. But we have even more casting news because they've revealed the actress who will be playing Kara's foster sister. Her name is, man, I suck at names, Siler Lee? I think it's Kyler Lee. Kyler Lee? She's, I'm not familiar with her work. She's from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, her character was killed off several seasons ago, and now she's going to be on Supergirl playing her foster sister, Alexandria Le- Alex Danvers. Uh, she's supposed to be fascinated with Kara's powers from a young age, which deve- leads her to develop a lifelong obsession with science. Okay. I, I think this is a character that's being made up for the show. I think it's interesting that they're going with the name Alex. Um, as we know, Lex's real name was Alexandra Luther. So her name is Alexandria Danvers. So I don't know if that's just me thinking, being the Superman fan. And If anyone out there knows, uh, Mr. Mike here and I made a Superman short film couple years back, just for fun, because we were goofing and playing with our new camera, where he played Lex and I played Superman. It's a nice piece of uh, homemade family fun film of humor. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> but here's the casting that I was interested in. We're going to have an episode of the show coming up with my good friend Mr. Phil from Before the Bat and the Flash Arrow Power Hour. We're going to talk about Hank Henshaw. Who is Hank Henshaw, you say? Well, we'll get to that more later. But he's most famously named for... Cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman. He, during the reign of Superman title, he was one of the Superman, and he was, uh, everyone thought he was a real Superman replaced with cybernetics. But here's the kicker. The actor, Mr. David Harwood, has been cast to play CIA agent Hank Henshaw of the Department of Extra Normal Operations, which tracks the threats on the planet Earth. Sounds like it should be tied to Amanda Waller. Just throwing that out there. We're going to keep the uh, universes tied together. Uh, or some sort of metahuman thing. But he is an African-American actor. Nothing wrong with that. But he would be very difficult to be Cyborg Superman. And people to think he is Superman. But hey, whatever. You know, they're reinventing these characters. They're changing these characters for the new series. And you know what? More power to them. But, uh... So we have all that, and the last piece of news right now is Arrow, Smallville, Flash, veteran director Mr. Glenn Winters will be directing the pilots for CBS. That makes me happy because him and David Nutter have done a great job with the episodes they've developed and both have directed for the series. I like to see people who know the characters, know the medium, well know the style. So for having a director who's already been working for a while and has done these type of shows... It makes me more confident that we'll get a good solid pilot out of the CBS. And I mean, and it's been reported that the show has been ordered to series. Um, so we'll be getting us some Supergirl. 
Which is awesome. And and to go along with what you just said, the fact that they, they are already seasoned and, uh, you know, they, they've got all the kinks out, so they know the direction and, and, and the style that they want to go with already, so we're not gonna, I don't think we're going to have to worry about any hiccups. It's the writing that could be iffy, and, and, and I think that's where I'm not confident on this, you know. We, we hear all these rumors, and you hear things, well, no Superman, it's going to be the Supergirl with the Superman origin, and it makes you nervous, you know? It's kind of like how Gotham started being Gotham Central, the police department, then it was like, it's, you know, super Batman's there, but he's not on the show. Then it's like, well, it's going to be a James Gordon-centered prequel series. Right. There's going to be no Bruce or no, then it's all of a sudden, well, now it's an ensemble cast show with this mixed continuity, and... <coughs> Man. Oh! Villain predictions. So what villain do you think? We will discuss each week a villain that we're going to bring to Supergirl. Now, I have an idea for one. And this is a long shot. And by long, I mean, like, long. We're talking, like, throw the stone and watch it come back around the world. Wow. But I think we might be able to pull it off somehow. I'm thinking, man, what would be cool if they brought in Granny Goodness? Now, see, that's cool. Because then you could bring that right back around and bring Darkseid in at some point. You know, like I said, this is our end with aliens. They could do a character, maybe call her Granny. They could change Granny's origin, you know, to where Darkseid takes over. Or just, I mean, I always thought, you know, Smallville did a neat job when they brought Darkseid in more as like a dark spirit. Um, I don't know, but I was thinking, like, you always have Granny wanting Supergirl as the leader of her Furies. That's something. Maybe that'll be a season two or three thing. I don't know. But, uh, and, you know, it'd be awesome if Ed Asner could voice Granny again, because there's nothing creepier creepier than that man being like, come to Granny. (laughs) I I love that, because I know when I saw that character first, I was like, this is cool. And then I heard the voice, and it was like, I I had to check the audio just to make sure it wasn't something wrong. I had to explain it to my lovely wife (laughs) what exactly was going on when Granny spoke. So, all right, that's our villain pick. I thought we should do little cut segments like Reading Rainbow. Do do do. He's like little. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Giving Tree. <laughs> All right. You guys might talking like, man, what's he gonna talk about, Mr. James Olsen? You know what, guys? I'm bringing it up. We all know Mr. James Olsen. We know he's gonna be on the show. We know he's been cast as Mr. And I apologize if I'm wrong by his name, Mr. Mackay Brooks. But who is Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen? When you hear Jimmy Mike, what do you think? I think of, um, I can't think of the guy's name. He played him in the, the Christopher Reeve movies. Like just, Oh, Mr. Mark McClure. Yeah, like I, I just think of that guy that just seems like he could get blown over by a gust of wind. I always feel like Stan Lee was sitting around one day like reading Superman and was like, Jimmy Olsen gets mashed with Clark Kent Superman. Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> he just had this epiphany like, that's it. They always picture, I mean... They've never said that Jimmy was in high school, but they always kind of come out and been like, he was always young, squeaky, followed Superman around. Um, so, you know, I, I just kind of wonder there. Um, now, I think it's, before I get I'm getting ahead of myself, there is, I think it's Smallville Season 7, there is a special uh, feature that has Aaron Ashmore, get this, Mark McClure, Aaron Ashmore, and Jack Larson talking about B and Sam Huntington, the four of the six live action Jimmy's sitting around talking about the character. I thought that was pretty old, pretty awesome. Now I, I'm going to go buy that as the listener of this show know I love Smallville. I used to have 
all the seasons of Smallville till I had to sell them out of desperation to help with some money issues. So, if anybody wants to send me any Smallville seasons, send me a tweet. I'll give you a P.O. box. Just saying. I'll hook brother up. But hey, Jimmy Olsen's character is as rich to Superman's history as Superman himself. And one of the fun points is Jimmy always seems to have some sort of entanglement attraction with Supergirl. Jimmy is usually depicted as being a bow-tie-wearing, red-headed young man who works as a reporter and photographer for the Daily Planet. He idolizes Lois and Clark as role models and is always a, has a strong friendship with Superman. As Superman's friend, Jimmy has special access to the Man of Steel. In later comics, Jimmy got a signal watch in which he could activate so to a pitch that only Superman could hear anywhere on Earth. In many Silver Age comic books, Jimmy got his own adventure called Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen, from 1954 to 1974, who saw Jimmy on all kinds of slapstick adventures. And Man, I'll tell you what, I was going through this trying to get an idea of some of these things that Jimmy was into. Holy crap. All the mutations and crazy and trippy things. I'm just like, gee willikers, Mr. Kent. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think when I first think of my first introduction to Jimmy, I think of the Rees films um, that we're going to get into. But Jimmy's first appearance was in uh, Action Comics number 6 as an unnamed office boy in November of 1938. He was first introduced as the name Jimmy Olsen, on the radio show. And I don't know if this is a fun fact for all you Superman fans, but there's a lot of things the radio show did to perpetuate the Superman mythos. They introduced Kryptonite. Uh, they introduced the This Looks Like a Job for Superman. They also introduced um, the Daily Planet instead of the Daily Star, which sometimes gets to be an Earth 2 newspaper in comics. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. I think it was, was it that or the I have to check it's either that or the first cartoon where he went from being just being able to leap to being actually able to fly. But um he was introduced to do a character for someone more for the Man of Steel to talk to. Much like Robin was introduced for Batman to have Batman have someone to talk to, so he would have all these parts of just this empty dialogue. You know, so Jimmy Olsen, like I said, made his first live action debut in nineteen fifty-three with Jack Larson playing the character on the Adventures of Superman show, where he was called Jim Olsen. Jack Larson, for all those people who were like, I'm not going to watch that old show, that's weird, played the bartender in Superman Returns. He also appeared on an episode of Lois and Clark. So that was pretty dope. Just like Mr. Mark McClure, I think it was season 9? He appeared on an episode of Smallville, which I think was awesome. Now, much of Jimmy has pretty much stayed the same. He, of course, he's lost the, the tie and some of the nerdiness, but he's always kind of been more of a representation of the youth of the time. Um, so, the first film, now, in the first film appearance, Jimmy Olsen was played by, like I said, Jack Larson on the TV show. Now, Tommy Bond played with Kirk Allen in the Superman serials, which if you're like, what's a cereal? Something I eat in the morning? <laughs> Too old, man. Too old. But, the first Jimmy that everyone knows, Mr. Mark McClure, Christopher Reeves film, 1978. He was Jimmy Olsen from, in the 1978 to 1987 era of Superman. The only character to create canon to that movie that we will review on this podcast, Supergirl. 
I say that with a tear. <laughs> but that was our Jimmy. Um, in 2006, Superman Returns, Jimmy is played by Sam Huntington, who takes a lot of his cues and style from Mr. Mark McClure. Aaron Ashmore played Jimmy in Smallville, and we'll talk a little bit more about his portrayal. Jimmy Olsen did not appear in Man of Steel, which led some people to believe that the character is being replaced by Jenny and Jenny Olsen, but the actress has stated that her character's last name was not Olsen. It's something I can't pronounce as I'm looking at it. I'm hoping that Jimmy makes an appearance in Dawn of Justice, and maybe he is a teenager. Uh, and in other film-wise, Jimmy appeared in the direct video Superman Doomsday. He appeared in Superman Brainiac Attacks, or better-wise known as Superman Unbound. He appears in Justice League Crisis of Two Earths, but it's really an alternate. It's Jimmy Olsen, where he's all mutated and gross. He makes an appearance in Justice League Doom and Superman All-Star. He's in Superman vs. the Elite. So, he's also in Superman Thrones of Atlantis. So Jimmy keeps good. He's around. Now, the Jimmy Olsen that I remember the most, besides Martin McClure, was on Superman, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Mike, tell us about Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. <clears throat> that, actually, uh, I, I remember week in, week out. I, I would love that show. And looking back, it's campy. I mean, when I was a kid, you look back at the 66 you know, Batman series, and it was like, this is terrible, but it's the only thing I get to watch. But then when Lois and Clark came on, it was like, this is as serious as serious gets. Yes, it'll never get better than this. But it, it was just, it was cool to, to just sit back and, and, you know, watch Superman on screen. I mean, albeit now, I, you know, sit back and watch, and I think, man, this guy is like, what, 5'5"? Five, five? <laughs> but, you know, but the, the, the Jimmy character on there, though, I felt like he was more relatable. Because, like, if you look in, in all the incarnation up to that point, it just, it feels like he was always just this red-haired, buck-toothed, freckles, and bow tie. And they finally, you know, it felt like they were trying to draw him out of there and make him a little more relatable to, you know, to the kids in the, in the 90s. Make him more of a voice for the time. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I think it was neat in Lois and Clark, we had two different Jimmy Olsons. Season one, uh, the actor's name was Michael Landis. And he he was let go because they said he looked like he could be Superman or Superman's brother. So they replaced him with Justin Whalen. And I, I like Justin Whalen a lot as Jimmy Olsen. Just, you know, kind of bright eyes, fun, good-hearted kid. Looked up to CK. That's Clark Kent for all you guys who <laughs> met up on the lingo. Um, so, you know, I thought Jimmy's depiction on that series was, like, that was very spot-on. I agree. Uh, even watching it now, yeah, for the show, like, it's a great, but even in general. Now, we'll talk about Jimmy was on Smallville, played by Aaron Ashmore. Now, this is a very weird depiction of Jimmy Olsen, and even me and all my understanding of canon, multiverses, and stuff like this gets confusing. Because first of all, Aaron Ashmore has a brother who's a twin brother, who is Sean Ashmore. And everyone knows him as Iceman from the X-Men films. But Sean Ashmore guest starred, I think, season two or three as a villain. And then they hire his twin, identical twin brother to be Jimmy Olsen. Uh, that's kind of weird for people trying to follow the show. But the thing is, they introduce him as... She calls him Jimmy, but he wants to be called James. Okay? And, spoilers, for everyone who hasn't watched Smallville, um, Jimmy and Chloe on the show have a relationship. Before uh, they're able to get married, Doomsday comes, wrecks it, blah, 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 blah. Jimmy ends up dying on the show. And at his funeral, they reveal his name to be Henry James Olsen. Now, in that shot, you see that his camera is giving to his young brother. 
And what I take is that the young brother's name is James Bartholomew Olsen, who is supposed to be the Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal that we all know. Okay, kind of odd. Two Jimmy Olsons. Now, to make it even more awkward, in season 9 or 10, hold on. Season 10, Clark gets to travel to the future with the help of Brainiac 5 to the Daily Planet and sees what will become of him and Lois. He sees a someone yell for, Olsen, get in here. Jimmy Olsen comes running by, and it is played by Aaron Ashmore. That's kind of confusing. So, this kid grew up to look just like his brother? Uh, yeah, and the fact that it's only a few years set in the future compared to <sighs> the, when the funeral is compared to when Clark's in the future is not enough time for that little child to grow up, to be, eh, whatever. But it's so confusing. I mean, at that point, you, you gotta think, I mean, this was, you said season 10, right? Yeah. So, you, you know the show is, is closing up, they're trying to tie up loose ends, so at, at this point, you gotta kind of give them that, that leeway that, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to wrap all this up, and, you know, it's, it's not unheard of that, you know, siblings don't look alike, so. And the last Jimmy Olsen that we have that people are afraid of is Jack Grimm's did the voice for Jimmy Olsen in the Bruce Timm Superman the Animated Series which is a great series, and I love it. And now we have McCade Brooks, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong, who will be a photographer who works for Cat Co., which is Cat Grant's company, and is a love interest for Kara in the upcoming CBS series. And you know what? I just, I'm okay with the changes to Jimmy. They, they make him African-American. That doesn't bother me. That's okay. I just don't want Jimmy to become more of like the buff, jockish type character. Like He's got to be somewhat of like Awkward, but like I, said, I feel he's supposed to be a representation of the youth. So, any last thoughts on Jimmy, Mister Mike? I have only one one hope I can say, other than the fact that I hope this uh, this series uh, does well, is that with Jimmy, um, and I don't know that many people know this or not, um, Jimmy at one point was Flamebird, which if you're familiar with the story of Candor and how Nightwing and all that, you know, it'd be cool to have Jimmy have a little bit of spotlight in that. Now, see, I thought about that, and I totally blanked out when I was doing my research for Jimmy, because that was kind of into that area that like, I was talking about where I kind of got confused and just trying to figure it all out. I apologize to the fans who are following it, but just, you know, Jimmy did have powers and his own crazy adventures, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of that forward for Jimmy, something to happen. You know, he's going to be a very prominent character in this series. Thank you for listening to the Krypton Report, the Supergirl podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, at Krypton Report. Leave us a review on iTunes and let you know what you think, how the show can be better, your thoughts on Supergirl, and anything else you feel like chatting about, and I'll catch you next week.